Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 2, Episode 10. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Um, today I'm joined by Karen Hayton, who's part of the tech literacy team um, for British Telecom. Um, hi, Karen. Thank you for joining hi, Mark. me. Um, and can you just give us a bit of background about what tech literacy is within BT and, and what, what you're trying to achieve is part of, of, of that overall banner, first of all? Yes, that's great. I'd love to. So, so tech literacy, um, BT realised that there's a real challenge at the moment in tech literacy and we're living in an ever-increasing digital world and at the moment we've got sort of 12 million people that just don't have the digital skills that they're going to need to thrive in this world. So it's a really important subject for BT to, to look at tackling. Um, I work within the tech literacy team and I look after a programme called enabling teachers and parents and that's one stream under tech literacy so we have a couple of work areas one is inspiring kids into tech uh, another is work ready and mine is about teachers and parents so I'm looking at inspiring and engaging teachers and and their next parents into how tech literacy is shaping the modern world and why it's important. Um, I really like the the, the collaboration between the teachers and the, and, and the parents how, how does that work or how, what's what's the aim of how that connection goes together yeah so so that was kind of the umbrella and at the moment the first year I've really been tackling the the work with teachers um, so next year I'll be looking at actually how do we take those messages and the resources that we've created for teachers to also help parents so that when the children go home they're getting a consistent message and that teachers have things that they can also support children with what we were seeing was children are great at consuming tech so they're swiping everything and their selfies all over the place but actually they're not really creative and inquisitive into how does this work so our program is about really trying to inspire them to to look at how things are created and and start to be part of that culture that changes so the program that I'm in very much started with the young children at primary school and I'll be looking at parents now we're kind of embedded in that world and um I guess it's the hard thing about it is that you're trying to implement something or support something which isn't quite developed yet because when, when we're talking about primary school children I guess the sorts of skills that they would know now if they were going into the workforce is different than what they'll be when they're actually getting to the workforce so um how, how, how does that how does that work? Is it is it a, is it more of a skills based thing rather than an, an actual literal coding kind of thing? Or, or yeah, or? absolutely. So we've worked with um, so when the curriculum changed back in two thousand and fourteen and put computing science on the curriculum for the first time in England, we worked very much with the British Computing Society and the Department for Education to look at what support teachers would need and for that age range of children. So the resources that were created, which were created by teachers for teachers, so we didn't go around writing resources ourselves, we used the experts that were also recognised by teachers already. They created resources that actually are about computational thinking. So the skills that the primary school aged children, the behaviours and skills that they should have now that will help them then build. So the very first building block is the thinking skills, which actually a lot of teachers were, were doing already in the classroom. They just didn't realise how it linked to the curriculum and how to, to really inspire the children in a subject that was quite scary for teachers who'd never done it before. 
Um, I, I that's that's often the case, isn't it? It's just it's just joining the, the dots and making everyone really sure about what what's going on. And often mm. often it's part it's part of what's going on in schools anyway. Um, and and just to give a little bit of background into into how this all came about, um, as part of my um, work with um, NAEP, the National Association for Primary Education, I was very kindly invited to the BT Tower. Um, I think it's probably there for three occasions now, um, <laughs> as, as as part of the the tech literacy um, umbrella in terms of just finding ways mm. about um how tech literacy was going to be going into schools and and there was people from education there there's people from tech there there's people from business there there were ministers there last That's time right um, yeah, and just yeah. ev- everybody who has has an Im- interest and an input i guess in, in, into tech and, and literacy um together in terms of, as, of how, how our future is, is, is going to progress um all really active in our roundtable discussions and, and lots of great things came out of that um and it was it was through there which was really important that i then heard about the barefoot project which is kind of where, where, where this mm. is heading and, and, and an integral part of it all so can you tell us what the barefoot project is and how that fits within tech literacy in your remit yeah absolutely and I, i'm really glad you came to those tower events because what we were trying to do was not take something and, and run with it ourselves and it's very much a collaboration with organizations and the, the teaching experts so um as i said the curriculum changed in England Uh, so first thing we did was work with teachers and Barefoot Computing Project is about free resources um, that are on an open license so teachers can go and they can use the download resources use them in their classroom straight away Uh, to support them in there there's lesson plans and all the big scary words that were in the new curriculum such as algorithms were in the resources so we actually brought them out in lesson plans and exercises teachers can pick them up and use them there's plenty of self teach notes etc or we actually deliver workshops so we actually take a volunteer train a volunteer up and they will go into a school and actually bring to life all the resources and demonstrate them for the teachers great and and how many of these um volunteers do you have is is it something that anyone in the country um or here in the uk can access or is it location based or yeah no absolutely so when i when i joined the uh, the program it was very much in england and my first thing to do was really make this a national program so i worked to align all the resources to scotland wales and northern ireland curriculas as well and also part of that was translating for for the various different nations to then support the workshops it was building an army of volunteers throughout the UK so that now anywhere within the UK that a teacher asks for a workshop we would like to be able to fulfill it so we have at the moment approximately 1600 volunteers of which there's always about two-thirds that are up and trained so we've always got a pot coming through Uh, Probably three quarters are from BT, but another quarter come from other organisations. So where we see a large influx of schools that we perhaps don't have a network, we'll go to other organisations and very much collaborating with the CAS network, master teachers, um, STEM ambassadors. So we've got volunteers coming from all walks and they're not technically background either. You don't need, as long as you can present and um, work with teachers in in a friendly environment then we can train them in actually the resources okay and so the workshops themselves do they are they is it um 
an hour? Is it a day? Is it, is it a succession of workshops? How, how, how does the programme work? Yeah, so at the moment, the workshop is just sort of an hour and a half workshop that we usually do after school, so half three onwards. Or sometimes we'll get schools together and we'll do a bigger event in an area. Usually it's after school or it can be on an inset day when, uh, when the schools plan best for them. So we try and work best with however the school wants it to run. And we'll bring the nearest volunteer that's trained up or a couple of volunteers if they want to buddy into the uh, into the school so when 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 they've sort of had their sort of hour and a half and, and their training do, do the do the teachers then feel sort of secure enough to then t- take that on because there's obviously sort of then sort of left to, s- to swim on their own you said there's some downloadable downloadable material and that kind of thing as well so what, what are the, some of the key things that they'll take away that will support them in terms of carrying that through into the curriculum yeah i mean this is something that i'm really looking at at the moment so we kind of started and and launched and created resources for all the nations and now i'm actually starting to look at what's that journey for the teacher because we have been going into the schools um, and we'll talk about how many we've done shortly but we've been going into the schools and very much now it's about so what's next for those teachers Um, so we'll be working with other organizations and I've been starting to have conversations with Raspberry Pi who also have resources and support and we're looking at how now to join forces together so that the teachers have more of a journey and they know where to go and what good will look like further down the line because like you say it's ever changing at the moment so we want to keep pace with that and make sure that the resources are the go-to resources for teachers throughout that journey yeah and i think that's a really key important thing is the fact that teachers being obviously if it's part of the curriculum they're not necessarily so familiar with mm. and, and they're sl- the, f- the fear factor sets in and and I have that from the musical side when I go in and deliver music related things if they're not musical then um, you can just see the fear in their faces but when you break it down and they, they have a real understanding of just the nuts and bolts the, the, the stage by stage way of developing and de- delivering something it makes it makes all the difference it does I mean I actually did a workshop myself so you know this this was totally new to me when I came in um, and y- I can probably find a number of technical people far more technical than me so for me to go into my own local primary school where my children had gone many many years ago was just great because actually as I started to bring to life the exercise on algorithms for instance I also realized actually it's just a recipe it's a set of instructions it's a dance choreography all of those things are algorithms and once you start to explain that to teachers you could see that light bulb moment with them as well thinking actually this is all right, I'm doing this. I could be doing this in a geography lesson. I could be doing it in something else. So it wasn't, you've got to teach computing. It was actually, you're already doing this stuff. You need to just bring it to life in your lessons. And and that was easy for me to do because actually it was all new to me as well. So it was great to see that moment with a teacher. Yeah, and that, sort of, that whole cross-curricular mm. feeling of, mm. of how it goes completely across the board like you say with sort of from dance to, yeah. to geography or whatever it, whatever it happens to be yeah. um and so does it specifically also help the actual computing part of the curriculum in terms of actual coding and and, and that sort of thing as well does it support that yeah area as so well? so this program is really laying the foundations um we've done some research with ipsos mori who are an external evaluation company and they came in and they spoke to 400 or so teachers some who, who'd had barefoot some who hadn't so we had a really great insight 
insight from them into what teachers want. And the absolute feedback that we've had is this computational thinking skills that we're embedding at this early age is actually helping both with maths and English and all the other areas of the curriculum. And it then builds them onto that next level, which is like you say, once you've gone through this, we start to in introduce later on in Barefoot things like Scratch and Kodu and other starting programs, which actually starts to bring them into the world of, of coding and programming. And then hopefully we they end up with code clubs and, and all the rest of it in the school. So Barefoot I see is a very much the start of the journey and we start really with the young children at the beginning. And um what I, what I liked about what you said just before was um, working with Raspberry Pi and other organisations like that is the fact that it just gives you a sense of within this framework you feel supported. There, there are names that you know, there are names that you trust and, and like I say, the, the bigger the community then the the more supported I think the teachers as a whole whole feel then because they feel they've got access to it and that's one point of reference and um, and I guess Barefoot website is probably the first point of reference that they'll, they'll go in and, and have a look at that. So what, what's the full um, website of Barefoot just so if they want to go and check online and actually the web see address. what it is, the web address. Yeah, yeah, so the web address at the moment is www.barefootcas.org.uk. Um, that was the original website that was created for the resources and we're actually working on the feedback that we've got and we're going to deliver a brand new website so we've actually got web designers creating from the feedback from teachers volunteers um, and the leading experts we're actually looking at the website to to bring that one even even further which will make it easy for teachers but at the moment they can easily go into that website there's three buttons there where you either register as a teacher download resources or re request a workshop and also for volunteers they go to the same website and if they want to volunteer they simply register their details and we'll pick them up from there and um, the, the people that do volunteer um how much um, work do they do as part of their volunteering? Can it just be the odd workshop here and there, or do they do it on, on a much more sort of full-time basis? Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing for, for us at BT as an organisation. Obviously, we've got resource that the length and breadth of the country, but also across all spectrums, really. And, and some have time and some have very limited time. The idea of Barefoot, because it's only an hour and a half workshop, and usually it's after school, it's quite flexible that actually we're not asking volunteers to do something week in, week out, uh, and forever actually you know if they do three workshops this year that actually has a massive impact on the number of children reached so it's it's minimal effort in terms of once they've got trained obviously to go and deliver it um, but actually for a volunteer then we find they benefit because they they're building their skills presentation skills they could be on a development journey and this absolutely ticks a lot of buttons but also they're helping their own local community and it could be the school that their children go to or their you know sister's children go to so actually everybody has a direct impact as the results of this one yeah that sounds really good and I, and I think that direct impact I think is a mm. really is a really good thing I mean I've been into my kids school and do music and, and whatever your skills are mm. that you can actually go and do and then you feel like you're really able to give yeah you know, what's what's important to you you know and, and, and some of the things that you can really really help out there um so when when um, a volunteer's gone in and um, and they, they've given this workshop, if they've done it with one particular teacher, is it easy then for that teacher to sort of pass that on to the rest of the school or does it need to be more of a, a sort of a whole school collaboration at, at the very beginning? Yeah, I mean, interestingly, when I did my local school, because I live in a village area, we actually had four schools came together. So there was representatives from, from three other schools and the school that I was in, most of the teachers actually came in. So they stayed after school and they did it 
the other schools, then it was probably somebody who was more into into what was ICT originally, and they went back to then share the resources out with their schools. If they come back and want to workshop, that's absolutely fine. But usually, as long as we've demonstrated where they are, how they find them, how they use them, then most of them are quite okay to, to look. But the one thing, talking to Raspberry Pi, actually, even earlier today, was looking at actually what we can do online. So we will look to develop the resources so there's more video, so teachers can be more self-sufficient at when they want to upskill themselves on these things. And uh, what, what I really like about that is um, that almost sort of completes the circle of the way lots of kids are learning themselves now, isn't it? Um, mm. My kids spend most of their life on, on YouTube learning the next things that they actually want to do. And, um, and, um, and it's interesting the way the teachers are doing the same thing and just the, the resources just being in a place where you can do that yeah. and very step by step, very easily start to learn. And especially if you've had a workshop already, just mm. having that sort of, oh yeah, I remember that, I'm not quite sure, but I can then just go and check it out and, uh, yeah. and see how it goes. And I think teachers as well, from, from what I'm learning, and I, you know, I'm not a teacher, but for, for teachers, they like the idea of a CPD journey as well. So if they can prove that they're sharing with other teachers, and this is an ideal thing to do that, then it's really helping their development as well, isn't it, as yeah, a teacher? absolutely, and, and, and fits in with the, the current structure of the way schools work, mm. but also in that expanding new world of technology and, 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 and the, sort of the, the foray that, that's sort of going in with that. So you, you talked a little bit about um, the fact that it's sort of national and you can go the length mm. and breadth now. So can you give us some idea of, of, of how many schools have, have been involved in the sorts of numbers of children that have had access to this now? Yes, I mean, when I, when I first took this on, I actually thought it was quite as easy as sort of taking these fantastic resources that everybody in, in England liked that had seen them so far, obviously make that um, available to more people because it was about getting the word out there. But then my first visit to Scotland, I suddenly realised actually it's not as simple as just taking these resources to Scotland. They had to be completely aligned. Um, the way of doing that and working with the individual governments, for the example of Northern Ireland, and I'm coming to your point about numbers, but just before Christmas we had um, a minister go into the school in Northern Ireland Ireland in Belfast it was and really launched Barefoot in Northern Ireland and as a result of that he wrote out to the teachers to say these are fantastic so in Scotland Wales and Northern Ireland there was this full endorsement at the beginning which meant within two weeks of launching in Northern Ireland in December we had a hundred workshop requests from schools so I have this huge demand suddenly come from these launches I mean today we've actually reached 980,000 primary school children and that's over 33,000 teachers so um, that's really in a two-year program so that's a phenomenal amount of workshops and, and volunteers out on the ground to get there and I have a pipeline of around 300 workshops waiting that's with volunteers to go and deliver in the next few months so uh, and we've got lots of opportunity to do more. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> and I guess then the more volunteers you yeah. have and, and the more widespread it becomes. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, just, just filling on that, the, the strongest way of selling this programme is for teachers to experience it and then talk to other teachers. You know, it doesn't work if someone from BT rings a school up and says, hey, I've got some free resources for you. But if a teacher or a head teacher or a parent governor says to a school these are great resources then that's where uh, the word really spreads quickly yeah and i and i guess that that big growth you've had um in in those couple of years um just gets bigger and bigger because like i say the more teachers are then involved and then it's mm. just by doing the same is that like the snowball effect isn't it it just gets bigger exponentially the more we know teachers are downloading and using the resources the more we can put resource in to building this program and growing further so it's kind of feeding the appetite really we want to grow the numbers more 
to invest further in further resources as well. And 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 in terms of that growing, you, you've talked about the Raspberry Pi and the online videos and that sort of thing. Is there any other aspects that um that the development's heading in? Um, yeah, for me at the moment, we're, we're re-looking at the workshop again, so we're constantly revisiting things to make sure that it's interactive and it's fun and engaging for, for both volunteers and teachers to be part of, so that will continue to evolve. The website, as I say, we're going to launch a brand new website. Um, we'll do a formal launch in Wales, and then I'm also looking at other areas, so the Republic of Ireland's knocking on the door, having seen what's happened in Northern Ireland, so there's demand coming from other areas, which again involves looking at the resources i'm very much looking at gaps in resources so it might be early years for instance we've launched some sen special education needs resources this year so they've gone down really well so i'm constantly looking at actually what else is needed and that's where i'll work with with tears raspberry pi and other organizations to make sure that if we do develop something new it's the best but actually if there's a great resource already out there how do we bring it into the barefoot banner and kind of get it barefoot endorsed because our resources are endorsed by the governments now so teachers really then will trust this is a great source for resources and that's that's kind of where I'm looking and then obviously my next eye is on the parents because I really want to make sure that that joins up then when they go home they get support and that could be as simple as teachers give homework that parents can do with kids that are actually barefoot type related resources Music's a perfect example, you know, I thought about algorithms, you know, something to do with music and can demonstrate an algorithm. So something that's more fun for teachers and parents to do together and work at home. Yeah, and I think that's something that most parents would would mm. welcome as uh, mm. a, a kind of a, uh, a change to the sort of the, 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 the normal <laughs> exactly the, 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 Ta- the ten normal times table <laughs> absolutely yeah. um, it's, it sounds really great and I'm so glad that it's progressing uh, as fast as it is um, and you mentioned there about um, the government side of things and, and it was originally a government in, a government mm. initiative wasn't it so how did BT initially get um, in, involved in that? Yeah, so it all started, as I say, back in 2014 when um, the government was changing the curriculum in England and really the research was saying that the teachers just didn't have the confidence to go and deliver this new curriculum. So the British Computing Society with the DfE and BT at that time and, and a few other organisations came together to address that that need there. Um, BT picked up the baton in 2015 to completely take over the programme, um, deliver it both on a funding perspective but also a program management which is obviously part of my role so we then took over the baton to to continue the program and because it's been so well received I've got the support to to continue further uh, and we're about to reach our first one millionth child uh, BT has an ambition to support five million children by the year 2020 uh, enabling teachers and the barefoot is a key enabler in that program at the moment yeah. so and I guess it's going to be a real plus for BT to have um, essentially their future employees maybe they're, they're, they're supporting and training really early on so that when you get through into the workforce they're already thinking in a way that's going to be part of the ethos of the way that BT are, I assume are, are wanting to work and develop this is it and I think you know for BT when we talk about the, the workforce of the future absolutely if we don't do something we'll have a problem we're starting with the very first generation but our programs go right the way through so we bring in tech literacy into our work ready programs so that whatever age the children are coming to us at the moment we are approaching it from a a workforce of the future to to cover that one so yes great and 
and it's a completely free resource. The, uh, the workshops are free as well. There's there's no extra um, no, cost and, involved. No, um, and as I say, any organisation is involved. We we'll have volunteers from from anywhere as long as they meet the criteria in terms of being able to to deliver and present to a school. Um, it's totally free. Teachers can can use what they like. They can dip in and out of it. They love the lesson plans because it's all prepared for them, um, and there is no selling of anything on the back of it. So this isn't a commercial. It's purely a a corporate um social event really that is actually building the 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 culture change which is what we really need to do and and, and i guess what once a teacher's um had the the experience of the workshops and been trained in terms of supporting their children in their school they're then in the perfect opportunity to give back and actually be able to support other schools as well because they could then volunteer to be a volunteer as, as it were and, and develop in the community even even more than that Yes, and I think, you know, the parents that do start to embrace this, I mean, it, it's, it'll be just so great for the children to have that sort of role modelling, but also they can perhaps support code clubs and other things that, like you say, it takes it out of just the first stage and it gives a whole journey for, for both the children, the parents and the teachers then. Yeah, brilliant. Well, um, there'll be links and um, pictures of, of the posters and everything all on the website. If you go to educationonfire.com, we'll have links and everything linked up to there. Um, and as things develop as well, we'll try and keep that updated so that we've always got the latest version of things to be able to kick through. And as we said, it's um, barefoot.cast.org. Uh, yeah, we, we actually have um, a flyer as well, which is we one of the links that you put on. And that's a flyer that anybody could take into a local primary school. So even if you don't want to deliver a workshop, you could take the flyer in so that that school could pick up the, the free resources or the free workshop. Um, and yes, and you can find the barefoot, <laughs> here we go, www.barefootcas.org.uk barefootcas.org.uk so that, that that's your first first point of call um and one last thing i'd just like to to focus on um just before we finish you mentioned that as well as going into schools directly you've also been into teacher training places as well so um does that work in the same sort of way it's just that before they've even qualified and get into the school they're already up and running really yeah so what we've been trying to do is build relationships with the universities that are training the teachers of the future and actually start to bring this into their training so wherever possible we've been bringing these resources into their training modules of the teaching of computer science within teaching so we've also got it working two ways really the teachers have been trained in the subject but also some of them are going on to then be volunteers and actually build up their experience by going out into the schools so that's working really well for the graduates of, of the future as well and we've got really strong relationships with quite a number of the key universities now that sounds fantastic um thanks so much for joining me today it's been really great i'm, I'm actually here in um BT Centre and um, having been to the tower it's very nice to come to the, to the, to the actual <laughs> home of BT as well which, is, um, which has been brilliant and, um, and it's such a great project and I'm so glad that it's actually expanding in, in such a way that it's going to reach so many children mm. in a, and I think that that support and um, what I really love is the whole community feel of the, um, the corporate side and the education side and everyone working together to really, to really help children of the future and, and, and pull it together in a way which is supportive not just in, under the computing umbrella but across the curriculum as well because that's key it's just going to be part of the fundamentals mm. of what education is for everything that they do so it's Absolutely. really important to have that and and like you say to have it as important as reading as writing which it is and these skills that they get from computational thinking absolutely help with their maths which we can see it in the in the survey that we've actually had done so yeah, yeah that's brilliant. brilliant lovely thank you so much for talking to me my pleasure thank you very much thank you thank you for listening to the education on fire podcast for more information, please go to educationonfire.com.